Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Just after four o'clock, Kimba on the Roach with you on a Thursday afternoon. Pretty good day outside here at number one King William Street in the city. It is 24.6 degrees. Nearly forgot the point six, Roach. Hey, if you want to have your say on all matters sport, jump onto the text line. Thanks to Mon Team Hyundai. 0427154166. Looking forward to our next chat, Roach. Last time we spoke to this man before going on holidays... They weren't travelling that well, the Adelaide 36ers. Now they have a different coach. They've been travelling better, but they have a different coach. CJ went about a week after we went on leave, Roach. Mm. Jason Caddy joins us now. Hello, Jace. Welcome back, fellas. Welcome back. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, there's been a bit bloody happening since yeah, we left. Uh, can we go back? Uh, the demise of CJ. Take us through that. How did it happen? And uh, what were your thoughts? Yeah, obviously it was a tough one. I mean... Um, I think we spoke about it earlier. There was CJ was under a lot of pressure coming mm. into this year, given the last few years and how things shook out. And so, um, unfortunately, the nature of the beast—it's it, a professional sport, and um, it becomes a business really quickly. And I think just CJ, the record uh, stacked up, and just some things kind of didn't go in our way, which didn't help him either. And it just led to obviously the club deciding, no, it's time to uh, move in a different direction. And and try and just seek some change that maybe they thought was needed. There was a little bit of scuttlebutt uh, filtering through. Um, did he leave on good terms with the playing group? Did you all catch up? How did that end? Yeah, yeah. No, I think there was no uh, hard feelings amongst the group. Obviously, we all understand that some decisions uh, are not in your control. And I think, like, oh, oh, I know CJ obviously really wanted to be able to finish the season out and finish what he signed for the three years. But... Um, we all have been around and seen so much, I guess, a lot of us, that mm. we understand how it all works. And, and CJ, you know, he, he left, he rang a lot of us when it happened and spoke to us, and um, there, there's no hard feelings amongst the playing group. I guess you always, whenever you go through these situations of playing group, maybe more for some than others, but you feel an element of responsibility, of course, because he was your coach and, and it hasn't worked out and, and no one plans for that. So always this image, Jason, whichever sport you look at, the coach gets sacked and there's, oh, you've got to fear the team has got the new interim or caretaker or reappointed coach. How much is this about Scott Ninnis giving you something new or how much is this about the players saying, we've got to take some responsibility here? I think an element of both. I think obviously Scotty was with CJ and mm. uh, I remember when it all happened, it was a whirlwind and it wasn't something he planned for. It kind of just got mm. put in his lap and he said, well, okay. And he obviously loves the club. And so I think... Uh, sometimes, obviously, there's a group that's been here for a period of time. A new voice can sometimes help that. Mm. Um, and, and I think the thing that Scotty kind of saw from being a part of it was, like, I think we need to simplify some things and just get back to basics a little bit. And I think that's actually been really strong for our group and probably something we needed. Mm. So the new voice worked. You managed to get back into the playoff hunt, but that uh, mm. all fell away last weekend against the Brisbane Bullets. Take us through that game. 18-point loss. It's put you out the running. Yeah, we. Um, I said before we jumped on, I think there was a game in Cairns where we were up 15-16 in the last quarter that we mm. threw away, and, 
And I just, I had that weird feeling that it was going to bite us in the ass at some point, and it really has. Because if we won that, I think we would have won seven or eight games in a row. Yep. Um, and so then you fast forward to the Brisbane game, there's a bit more pressure on it, and we we let one of the best players in the comp get going early. And when you do that with teams, it gives everyone confidence. And, and Sobes, uh, he, he cooked us early, and then everyone kind of followed him, and then he didn't stop. So when you can kind of on the road and you let teams get off to a start, especially their best and main player, it, it's, it's tough going. And it probably also showed a little bit of where we're at this year and how things played out. Like, to get to where we did was a lot of hard work and a lot of things started to fall in our way. But... Obviously, once you start talking playoff talks, it's, it's a whole different world. Jason, one of the best quotes ever of professional basketball in the American t- context, Jerry Seinfeld used to say, at the end of the season, you send all the singlets out to the laundry. They will come back, but you're not sure about the men who wear the singlets. They could be anywhere. That's what professional sport has given us, and it's changed a lot over the past two decades. And in those two decades, we've seen the Adelaide 36ers also change in their profile. Now, I find it interesting this week, Rupert Sapwell, who's one of the greats of 36's history, has been asked why is it that these two decades have been so difficult for the 36's? And he's he's made this quote, which I'd like to throw to you because you're one of the guys wearing the singlet, and this is what he's saying, that in recent years, Adelaide's developed a mercenary culture, a lot of players change over, a lot of coaches change over. They haven't had that undercurrent of soul within the groups. They've lost a bit of connection with Adelaide basketball. You ask a lot of the other old players and it feels like there hasn't been the same passion for the club and place and the singlet that there was. Is that a reflection of professional basketball 20 years on or is that an issue that the 36ers need to deal with? Uh, I think it's both. I think it's an issue within the club. There's been a lot of turnover and Mm. my history around the league has probably shown that the, the teams the teams that can think they've found a core group and stick with it and build around it, and it's never going to be the same, but a few changes here and there, which normally are imports or are local, and, mm. and you keep building around a core group, normally do well. Um, and I think it's a little bit of the times. I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot of people that are one club guys these days. There's not a whole lot yep. to play for five, six, seven years. Like, obviously... Uh, I just played five years straight with Brisbane and the connection I felt with Brisbane mm. after five years there was far greater than one that probably I only played one or two seasons somewhere. It's one of those things that, as his point is, you build over time and um, due to, I think, the, this day and age, players, but also clubs, there's so much turnover that no one really gets that feeling of being it because it's probably more business-like yep. now than it ever has been as well. And I think that's, you can't blame players for a lot of that because loyalty is a two-way street. And well said. Um, I've, I've seen it myself and I've been mm. a part of it. You think mm. you're a part of a club and you're trying to help build it. You do everything in your power to do extra stuff. They're mm. asking you to go to promos out of the blue. They're asking you to go to these things, show up at different things. And, mm. Yep, yep, I'm happy to do it, happy to do it. And then the moment they don't want you, they don't even speak to you. So mm. I, I do agree with what he's saying, but I also think it, it's a lot on the other side of the fence too. And... And you have to build that from a club so people want to be a part of it and want to stay with it. And you also have to reward people for wanting to be there and, and want to keep them and show them that. And communication is a, a big thing I always talk about. I think that's a, an area that's really gone missing in 
this day and age with a lot, a lot of people. Is there enough young talent coming through? Is everyone looking for a quick fix? Is that part of it as well? Like, I love the days and the era of the 36ers when you had Daryl Pearce and Mike Mackay and Brett Maher mm. and Graham Kubrick. Mm. Uh, you know, people that you knew, you'd see them walking down the mall and everyone recognised them. I'm not sure that happens now in, in, in basketball in Australia. No, it's, it's probably changing. It's probably for that exact that exact question that I just got and for those exact reasons and just it's not the same carryover of people and you don't have like Brett Maher played in Adelaide and that's how everyone remembers Brett Maher yeah, playing in Adelaide yeah, and most yeah. of those other guys are the same and if they went somewhere else for a year or two at the back end of their careers or something so a lot of those faces became people that you were just used to seeing in Adelaide jerseys mm. and um, the same could be said for a host of other people that played for a host of other clubs but I just think that's the element of it. And I think the clubs like your, your Perth have probably done the best job of it over the mm. years. Um, they had the Damien Martins, your Jesse Wagstaffs, your Sean. They had those guys for years and years and years until basically they moved them into roles of being like mentors for a year or two and see you later, happy retirement. Or maybe they went to play one year somewhere else. But yeah. I think that's probably the biggest thing in basketball that we're seeing. And if we can find a way back to that, then I think to your point, we will start to see more of those faces to, to clubs. You'll know people because if they play for that club for years and years and years. Alright, so it's a big final game and the crowds have been turning up so you take on the New Zealand Breakers. It gets underway Sunday at 3.30 at the Entertainment Centre. It's going to be an emotional one as well for the Breakers. They've got one of their greatest players of all time, Tommy Abercrombie, announcing that he's going to hang up the sneakers at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, Hello, Scarlett. Our, yeah, she's in the back yelling at the planes. <laughs> um, no, but to your point, just then, there, there's a guy. He's played his whole yep. career at New Zealand. Yeah. And he might be one of the only blokes that's done that that's around at the moment. It's uh, amazing, isn't it? Kind of, I, I don't know how many guys have played um, my whole career, but Tom's been one of them. He's been there probably the year before I started and been there ever since. So just one guy that is going out, but they have a game tomorrow night, or Friday night in Brisbane. Uh, sorry, against Brisbane, which is probably his last home game if they don't win. So they've got two big games this weekend. They've got to worry about Brisbane first and then come play us. And that, as you said before, like our crowds have been excellent, like absolutely excellent. Mm. You can't fault them. They've turned up every week. Numbers have been through the roof. The, 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 the vibe has been excellent. And so I, for one, am looking forward to it and hopefully it can be a, a good finish to the back half of the year that can set us up for next year going forward as well. Yep, and just climb the table a little bit, currently sitting in ninth position. Jace, as always, really appreciate your time. Have a cracking game on Sunday. Yep, make it count. Appreciate it, fellas. Jason Gaddy, one of the good guys of the caper. Uh, you can watch the Hungry Jacks NBL live on ESPN, available via KO and Foxtel, and Sundays via 10 Peach and 10 Play. This is Kimba on the Roots. Give us a call, one 736 736